You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrimus, joined by Jeffrey Flanagan, talking about those fighting world champion Kansas City Royals and uh, made yet another move this past week, Jeffrey. Uh, that payroll keeps inching up. Uh, yeah. Ian Kennedy now aboard, five years, $70 million, and he has an opt-out after two years, uh, which is all the rage these days, the, uh, the old two-year opt-out. But that, that actually fits in well with the whole Royals uh, this window really with with this group and uh, just your thoughts in general. I mean, we knew that the Royals were seeking rotation help. It, it wasn't quite as certain they'd do something to this level. Uh, what were your thoughts on this on this move? Yeah, just a little surprised at, at how they they keep finding more and more money uh, when they were we were told basically after the season ended that their payroll wouldn't go much significantly above uh, last year's opening day payroll, which is about 114 million. And yeah, I've been doing the math all weekend and. You know, we don't know the final uh, first final stats on, on Ian Kennedy's contract. I'm guessing it's somewhat backloaded, but still, uh, if you add it all up in the arbitration cases, they're going to be over 130 million right now, uh, most likely. And uh, that's a bit of a shocker to me. I, I, I thought they would probably stick in the 120s, and I've been told too they're not even done yet. Um, they might still have four or five million left to possibly go out and get a cost-efficient starter or or possibly a cost-efficient starting right fielder. Um, so they're still uh, in the game here, and uh, that's kind of been their M.O. last couple of years is they don't quit until opening day. They, they make signings in, in February. They make signings during spring training in March. And um, But the Ian Canada, yeah, the, the level of, of of how they committed to him financially <clears throat> is a bit of a surprise, but, you know, he's a guy that, you know, they'll probably find a way to slot him in at, at the number two or number three spot in the rotation. He's a fly ball pitcher. I think over his career, and see that 40% fly balls. It's a big ballpark. You got maybe the speediest and best outfield in baseball, so it it uh, makes sense. And uh, I've been told he really wanted to pitch in front of that defense. Yeah, he had a he had an abysmal outfield defense, uh, and and people talk about the, the Petco factor, and he didn't pitch very well despite uh, having Petco Park in his favor, but he did have a. a, a, a a terrible alignment behind him defensively, so uh, he'll certainly stand to improve from that. But you know, this is a guy that if there was any guy on that list uh, of people who took the qualifier, excuse me, who rejected the qualifying offer and thus were tied to a draft pick, uh, if you had to pick one guy who you would think would be adversely affected by that, be in Kennedy, uh, because again, he's coming off a, a bad year on a bad team in a, in a pitcher's ballpark. Uh, lo and behold, he gets five years and seventy million, which just goes to show. Uh, you know, the value of, of free agent pitching in this marketplace, even even for a guy coming off of a tough year. Yeah, and even the, the surprising part, too, is the Royals are willing to give up their you know first-round pick, which yeah. is 24 overall. And, and they're a team that's built on you know drafting and developing in the minor leagues. And uh, I guess that was a little bit of a surprise, too. But, you know, there'll be, whatever, 30, 35 more draft picks after the first round. So they're just they're confident that, that they'll find a, enough guys to – restock their minor leagues um and you know he's they're committed to this year and next year for sure you mentioned the window and there could potentially be a lot of free agents leaving after 2017 
Um, so, you know, the back-to-back pennants, you know, World Series last year, the core is, is basically all coming back next year and the year after. Um, you know, they're set up now really to make another strong run for the World Series this year and next. And uh, another move to go with that two-year window, the Lorenzo Cain, you can call it an extension, I guess, but it basically locks him up uh, through his arbitration year, so that two-year deal. Yeah, just kind of a, a good faith deal uh, that they did with Hosmer last year, too. They gave him a two-year deal just to avoid the aggravation of, of arbitration hearings. Now, they've never gone to an arbitration hearing with Dayton, but uh, they came real close a couple times last year. And, and it, it, you know, Dayton takes care of his players. He just, just didn't want, it, you know, that headache uh, over Lorenzo's head the next two years. They didn't buy out any free agent years or anything like that. And, you know, I've, I've been told that Lorenzo was hoping, obviously, for a longer-term deal. But they've already committed to Alex Gordon, who's in his 30s. Uh, Lorenzo King will be in his 30s. Uh, very soon, and uh, they, they just couldn't really tie up two guys that long. But, uh, you know, a, a really good deal for both sides, and that Lorenzo Cain deal, he gets, you know, 6.5 this year, $11 million next year. Uh, he'll be set up, and the Royals, uh, you know, have, you know, good faith with him uh, going into 2018 if they, you know, decide then to re-sign him to a longer-term deal. Uh, one more thing on Kennedy that we didn't mention. I, you know, his numbers against AL teams, his career are, are somewhat suspect, but he does, of course, have past American League experience and past experience with Dave Island, the pitching coach, yes. uh, from his Yankee days. So is that relationship uh, an important one in, in this deal? Yeah, it's been quite a while, but, you know, they were together for a couple of years in New York, uh, just like he was together with a couple of years with Wang. Um, so that's another, you know, minor league deal that they signed along with Bill and G. So they're, they're trying to get as many, um, you know, potential starting pitching candidates that they can. Dayton likes to go into every year with eight uh, as a minimum, and he's probably got eight now. Um, and I'm told they might go out and get someone else, too, and may bump it to nine. So, uh, But, yeah, that relationship uh, should help. And, you know, everybody I talked to in the Royals organization the last few years, uh, you know, speaks so highly of Dave Island and, and what he does with, uh, with incoming pitchers, you know, what he did with Volquez last year, what he did with Chris Young last year. Um, the guys on the team respect him. They listen to him. They're motivated by him. You know, he'll he suggests mechanical changes that they make, and um, you know, their their pitching staff has always been solid. It's it's just going to continue to be solid when he's with him at the pitching coach. Yeah, it's a it's a separator uh, when when you have guys hungry to to please you and and, and willing to listen to you, and mm-hmm. um, he's been a difference maker on that staff for sure. Uh, so we were going to do a getting-to-know-you theme with this podcast, and, of course, the Royals went out and made yet another splash. But uh, let's talk about Joaquin Soria just briefly here. Uh, rejoins this bullpen, and, and for me, Jeffrey, it's a nice story because this guy for a while there was the, uh, you know, the, the classic great closer on a bad team, and now he comes to a situation where it's a very, very, very good team, and uh, he's kind of rebuilt his value. Uh, you know, post-surgery and uh, had some success after the surgery. So uh, a nice reunion here. Yeah, it really is. I mean, they're the, they're the team that, you know, basically discovered him in the Rule 5 draft and turned him into, a, you know, an all-star closer. And, um, and there was some talk, you know, during the winter meetings when they signed him that, you know, he's, he's got this clause in his contract for games started. I think we can pretty much rule that out now. So <laughs> the starters they got. Uh, but he's basically going to replace Greg Holland, which is a big loss, and their all-star closer who 
who will miss all of next season with Tommy John surgery. And it's really a nice fill-in there. He's a guy who, who can be an eighth-inning guy, seventh-inning guy, and certainly can fill in for Wade Davis. Uh, there were a couple times last year where Wade Davis had to take a you know week off or or if he gets you know extended out three or four straight games, you've got you know an all-star closer to back him up. So once again, the Royals have a shutdown bullpen, which is you know the rave of all baseball. Now all teams are trying to do that, and the Royals just they kind of started it a few years ago, and they've continued to do it. Uh, you know, turn these games into five or six inning games, and you know it's one of the reasons why they've won back-to-back pennants and, and a World Series title. Yeah, absolutely. It is their signature strength, and, and now they've got uh, rotation depth to go with that. and Maybe more coming, uh, as, as Jeffrey said. Could be uh, a few more million bucks to play with. Why not at this point? Uh, Royals certainly in, in a new territory uh, when it comes to prestige and payroll. So great to see <laughs> that in Kansas City, and uh, great to have Jeffrey Flanagan on with us again to talk about all things Royals. Thanks for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.